0: Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. Last week, last week we started this uh, series on spiritual formation, how God transforms us, how he deeply transforms us. And I'm assuming, if you're listening to me, that uh, you're interested in discovering who Jesus wants you to be. And I think that most of you are interested in becoming who Jesus wants you to be. And the process of becoming, uh, of being transformed is what we call spiritual formation. Now, last week we, we focused in on how both Christians and not are being spiritually formed. The television you watch, the books you read, the news you consume, the social media you scroll through, is all spiritually forming, you and me. You, Your decision to pray or not to pray, to read your Bible, to not to read your Bible, those are spiritual formation choices, and they spiritually form us, those choices. We can be spiritually formed into something that's good and wonderful and what God intended for us, or we can be spiritually formed into something that, where our souls become deformed. It's not so good. Let's look at our definition of spiritual formation that we looked at last week. Spiritual formation is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others. We talked about last week how it is a process, and and although there are times when God miraculously touches us, the normal way he develops us is through this ongoing process. It's a process of being conformed. We don't conform ourselves, but we are being conformed, and God's in charge of that uh, process of being conformed. Um, as followers of Jesus, it is He who spiritually forms us. And this week, I want to continue on with the definition, but before we get there, I I want to help you to envision the life God wants for you. When I was growing up, um, kind of the first definition of what a Christian should be was kind of shallow. Christian was somebody who, after inviting Christ into their hearts, well, they read their Bible, and they prayed, and they attended church, and they were kind to their neighbors. It's a good Sunday school definition of being, uh, of what a Christian is. But it kind of misses what God wants for us. So it grew a little older, and there was... I noticed this disconnect between what the Bible said my heart should look like and what my heart did look like. I knew I was to be loving and peaceful and joyful and patient and kind. And I was sometimes. I knew that God was living in me, but the way my heart reflected that was, uh, I thought, oh, there's a disconnect here. Maybe you've seen that in your own heart, too. You see what the Bible says we should be, and then you see your own life, and you say, what's up with this? I've given my heart to Jesus. So what's that about? Well, if you know the big story of Scripture, you know that God created humans in his own image, and God... Um, as God was love, we reflected his love. As God was kind, we reflected his kindness. As, as God was good, we reflected his goodness. Sin came into the world, and, and although we were to be this reflection of God, we were made in God's image, it was like the mirror that we got were got shattered by sin. And we no longer reflected God's goodness and God's, kindness, and God's love, and his grace. We had little shards of it, and you would see little pieces of love, and little pieces of kindness, but, but our hearts, because of sin, were spiritually deformed. And God sent his son, Jesus, and he died for our sin. He paid the penalty for our sin, but it's not only about forgiving the wrongs that we have done, but it's about restoring that image of God in you and me, which we have lost. We were to reflect the character of God. We reflect the image of God. Here's part of what we have in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place, Just as he chose us in Christ before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love, he predestined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will. I don't have time to unpack all of this verse, but I just want to say as followers of Christ, you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. You were chosen before the foundation of the world. He knew you. He loved you. He's calling you and saying, yeah, I want you to be my son. I want you to be my daughter. I want you to um, walk into all that I have for you. God created you to be holy and blameless, dealt with the sin, and, and when God looks at us, he sees Jesus, and there's, a, there's a imputed or a, an imputed holiness and righteousness, but there's also God is making us that way. And God has a plan for your life, and it's good. Here's how the book of Romans puts it. Romans 8, 29. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. He says, I knew you before the foundation of the world, and, and I've predestined you to be conformed to the image of Jesus. You were made to be conformed to the image of Christ. You were made to have the image of God restored in you. Remember the definition of spiritual formation. Spiritual formation is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ. And that's good news, that's really good news. Robert Mulholland puts it this way, the image of Christ is is that which brings cleansing, healing, restoration, renewal, transformation, wholeness, Into the uncleanness, disease, broken, imprisoned, dead incompleteness of our lives. It brings compassion in places of indifference, forgiveness in places of resentment, kindness in places of coldness, openness in places of protectiveness, protective defensiveness or manipulation. Life is lived for God, not for self. This is part of what it means to be made in the image of Christ that That that's what you were made for, in the image of Christ. You were, when it's fully restored in you. Then, if the image of Christ was fully restored in you, then you would totally be the person you were created to be. Um, Your hurts from the past, your insecurities in the present, present, your fear about the future, that would be gone because of the grace of God. Your personality that you have, it would be a redeemed personality. It would be on display. You would still be uniquely you with your particular gifts, desires, and passions, and yet you would reflect the image of Christ. Our salvation goes much deeper than just being forgiven and being nice to our neighbors, it goes to the core of who we are. Now you may notice the being God's plan for us to be conformed to the image of, of his son. Well, it seems like something's gone wrong with that plan. For for those of you who are followers of Jesus, here's what scripture says: Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely bestowed on us and the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. In him you have been forgiven. You've been adopted into the family of God, and it's God's good pleasure to do all of this, But what about this plan to be conformed to his image? I can can be an adopted child of God, but still be very broken on the inside. I can be fearful and insecure, even though God has freely forgiven us. God takes us right where we're at. The thing about God is he doesn't want to leave us there. I doesn't want to leave you there. He will do what he needs to do to conform you to his image of his son because well, that's the best thing for you. And the process of being conformed to the image of his son takes place at the places where you don't look anything like Christ. This is about who Jesus is. Jesus is emotionally whole. He's spiritually whole. He's relationally whole. Think about who you are. Are you emotionally whole, spiritually whole, relationally whole? The places where we are broken or warped or misguided or rebellious or unloving or imprisoned or deformed are the exact places where God wants to meet us and change us. He loves us as we are. He takes us as we are. He accepts us as we are, but he doesn't want to leave us as we are. So, here's what you need to know about spiritual formation. One of the primary dynamics of spiritual formation is loving confrontation at the, at the places where we are not conformed to Christ's image. Through some channel of grace, whether it be while we're worshiping together or you're hearing a sermon or you're reading the Word of God, or you're watching a movie, or a brother and sister of Christ is talking to you, or maybe even an unbeliever is talking to you, the Spirit of God comes and starts to probe some area in our life where we are not conformed to His image. And He's going to challenge us to come out of our brokenness and into wholeness that is found in Christ. But here's the thing. Coming out of our brokenness is costly. It's hard because, well, our brokenness is who we are, it's part of our identity. Um, There are things. In us, which are broken and warped and deformed, that are part of us. And and getting rid of them is not like taking off a jacket. It's more like having surgery on an inflamed appendix. We know we need to deal with it, but the process of dealing with it, not so fun. That's why Jesus says in Matthew chapter 16, those who want to save their lives will lose it, those who want to lose their lives for my sake will find it. Our brokenness feels like, well, that's kind of our life. That's, that's like who we are. God meets us in our brokenness, so when he offers us wholeness, but we need to die to those things who are um, that are not like Jesus. have you ever been around somebody who's trying to quit smoking maybe you've tried to do that um they they want to quit cigarettes but the cigarettes have become part of who they are it's part of the way of dealing with stress it's just part of the way you live the rhythms of life and and yeah there's some brain craves of nicotine but it's more than that, every, the, the motion of smoking is comforting, uh, It goes along with different things in your life, morning coffee, makes a person feel like, well this is just part of my rhythm of life, this is who I am, this is what I do, and it's hard to quit. You'll know people who have tried to quit, it's, it's a difficult thing. you'll find that some of the distortions that sin have brings to you goes deeper than a smoking habit it becomes part of us the way we relate to others when god confronts us over that needs to change it becomes a battle it becomes a significant battle Here's another dynamic that you need to note about spiritual formation. Spiritual formation is about consecration or surrender or lordship. It's saying yes to Jesus Um, at each point where we're unlike Christ. Now, this is not only about dealing with the, the issues we see, but it's about the issues that undergird the issues we see. See, God may have confronted you or may confront me on the lack of joy in my life. I see it. I want more joy in my life. Um, But God needs permission before he's going to change that in my life or in your life. More than that, he needs our cooperation. We need to say yes to Jesus, yes to being changed. But here's the challenge. Of course you want to be joyful. Of course I want to be joyful. And I want to say, yes, Jesus, make me more joyful. That's Yeah, who wouldn't want that, right? That's, that's, that's a great prayer. But in praying that prayer, am I also willing to say yes to Jesus about the things that steal my joy? That's consecration. That is saying the big yes. Yes, you have permission to deal with whatever is holding me back from joy. See, I may see the issue as not being joyful. And I may know that God wants to meet me in my brokenness, but the big question is, am I willing to let him deal with the stuff that I've been holding on that steals my joy? Am I willing to deal with unforgiveness or bitterness? Am I willing to let go of what I want from that significant other in my life. Maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a parent. Um, Am I willing to let go what I want them to give me, but they're not able or willing to give me what I want? Am I willing to say, God, I'm willing to give that to you and trust you to provide that need and fill that hole in me? Am I willing to deal with what I feed my mind? See, consecrating your life to Christ at these areas of confrontation where where God says, yeah, this needs to change, it means saying yes to all those little things that he shows you. I've been a pastor for a long time, talked to a lot of people who about the things that are broken on the inside. And here's what I've learned, is most often the the areas where we feel the most broken are actually symptoms of what is actually broken. Symptoms of what God wants to deal with underneath the issue that we see. If you've ever dealt with uh, alcoholism or known a person who has, you know that the alcoholism is, yeah, it's a problem. It's a presenting problem. But there's a whole lot of issues underneath that problem that need to be dealt with to deal with the issue of alcoholism. That's why I need to remind you that the spiritual formation is a process. It takes time as God works with you and in you to become like him. And I wish that I could say all my spiritual uh, growth has just been up and to the right, right? Where the chart just keeps on going up and it's a steady thing, but I found in my life where it kind of crests. And as I listen to Jesus, I often take a step forward, take a step back, take two steps forward, take a step back, take three steps forward, take three steps back, I don't get it right all the time, and you probably won't either. God loves you even in the middle of when you fail. And you've said yes to Jesus, and, and you've taken it back. You come back to him, you say, Lord, I'm sorry. You confess your sin. He's faithful and just to forgive you your sin, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He says, yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad that you know, we, we've got this relationship restored. I accept you right where you at, you're at. I want so much more for you. Well, back to our definition of spiritual formation. Spiritual formation is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for our sake and the sake of others, for our sake. God has us in process for our sake. See, God has your best interests in mind. God doesn't promise neither you nor me an easy life. Doesn't promise us a trouble-free life. God doesn't even promise you that life will be fair. We live in a world that's broken and messed up, and we, we live amongst the people who are broken and messed up, and we're broken ourselves. God... God doesn't promise you that he's going to change the people around you. I hate that. Because, isn't it, you know, I'd be a great guy if it wasn't for people, right? You know? (laughs) I can imagine myself being so loving except when people irritate me. Um, But God doesn't promise to change the people around you. You pray for your spouse, you pray for your kids, you pray for your parents, or your boss, or your friends. But unless you get a special word from the Lord, God doesn't promise that they'll change. You may never get what you want from them. That's a hard truth. But it's true. But God does promise you wholeness and healing in you, if you'll let him. See, God is in the business of producing love and peace and joy and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. He's in the, the business of healing hurts and hearts. He's in the business of setting the captive free and setting hearts free. He's in the business of making you like Jesus, conforming you to the image of Christ. So the question is, will you let him? It may mean humbling yourself so that you can receive prayer ministry. It may mean dealing with the hidden stuff in your heart or walking in a meaningful way with others, understanding you cannot do it on your own. I tell you this, that after seeing my own heart and the work of others, I think that oftentimes Pride is the primary inhibitor of our spiritual growth because we want it to be me and God and just deal with it on level that level. And sometimes God won't allow that. Does I want you to deal with what's what's going on in your life with some people from the body of Christ? Deal with the pride and reach out. Back to our definition. Spiritual formation is a process of being conformed to the image of Christ for our sake and for the sake of others. For the sake of others, it's important to note that our life in Christ is not all about us. Second most important commandment, love your neighbors, yourself. If we're conformed to the image of Christ who, who gave his life for others and we will find that well, life is not all about us, the sake of others. If you want a good test about your spiritual growth, look at the nature and quality of your relationship with other people. If you're growing in compassion and grace and patience and kindness, then your spiritual life is probably growing. If you're not, it's probably not either. Robert Mulholland puts it this way, our relationships with others are not only the testing ground of our spiritual life, but also the place where our growth towards wholeness in Christ happens. There's a temptation to think that our, our spiritual growth takes place in the privacy of our own personal relationship with God, and then once sufficiently developed, we can export it into our relationship with others and be Christian with them. But holistic spirituality, the process of being conformed to the image of Christ takes place in the midst of our relationship with others, not apart from them. In other words, it's through your relationship with others that you not only show the spiritual growth that's happening in you, but it is one of the ways that God causes us to grow. You don't become more spiritual and then enter into relationships. You enter into relationships with others to become spiritually formed in the image of Christ. There are two ways that this works. First way, I like. Second way, I don't. First way is, if you have people around you who are following Jesus and being transformed by him. Then, it is their job, and if they're living well, it is their job to, to call out the best in you. It's your job to call out the best in each other. Sometimes I, I hear people say, well, you know, I, I don't want to praise somebody And encourage them, because I'm afraid of them getting a big head. It was never your responsibility to keep other people humble. Got it? It's not your responsibility to keep other people humble. Your responsibility is to affirm what's true in them. So when you see something good, say, wow, I, I love that about you. Or this is what I see God doing in you. Or wow, I, I see progress in you. Because often looking at spiritual growth in us is kind of like watching a clock without a second hand. You know it's moving, but it seems to go very slow. But when people come into our lives, they, you can start to see, oh yeah, they were here, but now they're here. And when you name that for people, oh, it's encouraging. It's encouraging. You call out the best of people. Wow, I I see the fingerprints of God on your life in this way. Isn't it cool how God has done this or arranged this? Because sometimes we can't see what God is doing in our own lives. We're to call out the best in each other. Spur one another on to love and good deeds. Encourage one another and build each other up. That's your job. I love when that happens. I love when I can do it for other people. Temptation is to give empty platitudes. Don't do that. Speak truth. Speak what you see. There's another way that relationships work to transform us. I like this way far less. But, well, you probably don't have any people like this in your life, but I've got a few who really irritate me, right? You don't have those, right? No, 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 I didn't think so. The people who irritate you, that's just God's sandpaper. It's smoothing off the rough edges on your character. It's bringing out the image of Christ in you. It's allowing you to see your own heart. Because whenever I'm irritated, I always have to ask why. And oftentimes, the why shows up some of the darkness in my own heart. It's not about them, it's about me. They may not be doing things right, or the most gentle, or the most politically correct, or whatever. But when I see what's really going on, it's about God shaving off some of the darkness in my own heart so, my, so his image can be seen. God uses those kind of people to transform us as well. People are different and there will be people different than you. If everybody was the same, you'd be redundant. So, you know, sometimes people are challenging. Spiritual formation is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for our sake and for the sake of others. What, what about you? Are, you? are you willing to really engage deeply in this process? You're being formed all the time, but would you say, Lord, I've read your word I was predestined to be conformed to the image of your son. Lord, yeah, would you do that in me and make that happen? God loves you right where you're at. All your imperfections and your rough edges and your flaws and your brokenness and your imprisonment. He sees the darkness in your soul. He loves you right where you're at. But he doesn't want to leave you there. He wants you to engage in this process of being conformed to the image of Christ for your sake and for the sake of others. Let him do that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Lord, as I've been talking, there's many of us here who've been saying, Lord, yeah. my life has been stalled i don't see i i just need you to come and do what you want to do in my life i know in some places in my life have been holding up a stop sign and saying no i don't want to go there but lord would you come would you come and, and do what you want to do Would you come and, and talk to each of us about what you want to do in our life? And I'm sure it's different. Lead us on this journey where you're conforming us to your image. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you would like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.